This is Episode 7 of Girls on Film. This show puts the Girls on Film spotlight on television production with a female flair in a conversation with two remarkable women in production. Susan Moss's background is in production, acting, and legal, and she is the current regional set relations representative for SAG-AFTRA. Also joining us is Susan Satterfield, one of the founders of the Women in Production Summit. A producer, writer, and director, she works on various shows for Picture Window Productions. She also serves as the president of Women in Film and Television Atlanta. everybody, this is Teresa Roth, and I'm here with Sarah Smith. Hi, Teresa. Hi, Sarah. Good morning. Good morning to you, and we are so happy to be here with Port, our engineer, producer, slash everything guy, and uh, we are especially happy today because we've got a great show ahead. We are at the SAG-AFTRA offices in yes. Atlanta, Georgia, second mm-hmm. oldest SAG-AFTRA office in the country. Anyway, we've got a great show today. We've got two fantastic guests. One is Susan Moss. With background in production, acting, and legal, Susan is currently the regional set relations representative for SAG-AFTRA and was the first executive director of Women on Film and Television Atlanta. Also, she's the marketing and communications chair for Georgia Production Partners. Hey, welcome, Susan. Thanks, Teresa. Next, we have another Susan, and this is Susan Satterfield. You can't have too many Susans. That's right. Amen. They're all good. Uh, She's producer, writer, director. Uh, She created the Women in Production Summit, and also she's with Picture Window Productions. Uh, Susan wears many hats, literally. She loves her hats. And two of her favorite words are, what if. She loves a creative challenge and immediately goes off the leash, running past the trite and obvious in search of a better concept. So welcome. Thank you so much. Great, it was great to have you too. And you both have a wealth of knowledge that we are so interested in hearing about. So um, Susan, let's start. We were, just, we were just saying that there are so many more female directors now in television. So tell us a little bit about what you do and how you interact with people. I have to admit, I have the greatest job in the whole world. I know Jimmy Buffett has said that, but he's wrong. It's mine. Um, I get to go to sets here in Atlanta. They're uh, new media, television, film, and support our, the performers in our community, the professional performers, SAG-AFTRA members, and those working on our contracts. So I get to go to all kinds of sets here in Atlanta and all over the state of Georgia, because we know they're not just filming in Atlanta and check to make sure that you know the productions are treating our performers as they should per our contract you know that they're all paid fest uh, rested fed taken care of especially that things are safe um you know and that everybody is comfortable on sets and we also work with productions to see how we can support them too sometimes people aren't quite sure about the rules they have questions um you know if i find things wrong 
chances are it's that somebody didn't know the rule, not that they're just trying to skate around it. So that we tried, we protect our performers and support our performers and the productions here. And yeah, I get, I get to go to a lot of different sets. And as we were talking about just before we started, it's really nice to see how many more female directors there are. Now, there's always room for improvement. We'd love to see more theatrical, love to see more directors of photography and cinematographers. But, you know, to, to see that change and to see so many, even this past week, on the sets of our, you know, large episodics. I'm not, you know, not talking about small budget new media. You know, we're talking about network shows and big basic cable shows. Um, one show in particular even has for the two ep- the two episodes they're working on right now, both are female directors. So I view that as a change and that kind of, you know, feeds into one of the reasons that uh, Susan and other women created the Women in Production Summit. So, Can I ask you a question? Yes, ma'am. Um, as you see all these women, more and more women directors come in, are you, um, is do you think part of that is due to the... Uh, field just getting bigger and there's so many more platforms for entertainment uh, to land on like Netflix or Hulu or YouTube etc. I think it's a couple of things um, some of it may be what I want to see but right. I, some the truth of the matter is is that there are more platforms there are more opportunities for directors of any kind yep. um, but I also think that you know some of the Me Too movement and some of the emphasis and some of the really bad numbers we've seen even in the last few years where people say we're well, you know, I think we're making progress. And then you look at the numbers and the percentages are not what they should be. I think it has awakened people that, you know, there are women out there who have come up through the ranks and are ready to take on this responsibility and just give them a shot. Some of it may be that the women are actually, you know, at the producer level and are, are saying, I need to support, you know, my fellow womankind um, to give them opportunities as I see it. But I think also, you know, women are speaking out and women are supporting and recommending other women too. Um, you know, it, it, Mary Lou Belly, when I, I first started with WIFTA, did a uh, directing seminar for us and she was great. And one of the things she said that still has stuck in my mind is that, you know, she would talk to productions about hiring more women directors and she would hear people say things like well we hired a woman work once and it just didn't work out oh. and it's like how do you say that about a whoever would say that about a man like mm-hmm. we hired a man once and it just didn't work out like that's that is the most insane thing so i think people are are just starting to realize how much talent is there yeah. and, and and they bring them back you know, it's not like, well, hire us a woman and get that box checked off on our diversity right. initiative. I mean, it's like, wow, she's doing great work. Let's bring her back. Or somebody else will see, you know, that she directed this episode. I want her on my show. So yeah. I want so to do one thing and, and back up just a little bit because this went right off your tongue really fast. And I want to make sure that people that listen understand. You said WIFTA. Oh, well, tell me what WIFTA yeah. means. I live in a world of so many acronyms. No, I, we all do. We all do. But we want people to learn something yeah, when they listen. Uh, this fabulous organization is Women in Film and Television Atlanta. Atlanta. A- Atlanta. There we yeah. go. That's true. Love it. Thank you. And it's the second oldest chapter of Women in Film. Really? Mm. Yep. Oh, my God. Right after L.A. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Well, so we were trailblazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's Even true. Even then. Okay. Yeah. I wanted to Cool. Oh, good. Oh, my God. I'm okay. telling her she we is gotta a have force. lunch, girl. <laughs> um, I want to ask you guys what direct, what woman director 
in just in your opinion, uh, was a real trailblazer. I'm oh well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Kathleen Bigelow, obviously. Okay, mm-hmm. Only right, her, right, right. And here's the thing that I really, even at that time, I loved about her was that, yes, she was a woman director, but she wasn't, I mean, it's not like she was directing some soft, fuzzy, No, and she, di- she directed the Hurt, Hurt Locker. Locker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that was a brutal topic. And mm-hmm. she won an Oscar mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. Best Director. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, it's not like, yes, she's a trailblazer. There are other women directors. I mean, we could spend the entire podcast talking about her but I just I still remember thinking look at what she did on her own terms you know Mm -hmm. so so impressive what about Barbara Streisand oh yeah 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 a hundred percent she had she was one of those who had the power and you know of her personality and and her success in another part of the industry right right and translated and you know said I want to do this and you know was quite successful and, and being a trailblazer too. I remember when Prince of Tides came out and everyone was so angry that she didn't get nominated for that as best director. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And again, here we are with a new slate of Oscar nominations. Which just came out yesterday mm-hmm. for your um, listening information. This and is uh, January 25th, 2019 today. So it was yesterday, the 24th. Yeah. yeah. So we can talk about these great things. But yeah. No but, no, but no women directors. No yesterday. women directors nominated. Mm-mm. If you, who would who would you want to have seen be nominated? Well, I haven't seen everything yet, but I will say I just watched um, on the basis of sex that oh. was about the Ruth Bader Ginsburg story. Right, it was awesome uh, with Mimi Leader directing, yep. and um, I, I think she should have gotten more recognition. Okay, yeah. Well, that's a great. Everybody point. should see that. All women should see that. That's Absolutely, a great point. They should. Well, speaking of women in production, uh, you put together a summit, and we'd love to hear about that. Absolutely. Okay, and and it is a team, um, but I am. Um, uh, I got real involved in the PGA Atlanta group, and we're tied Which to. Which is the sorry? Oh, that's the good. Producers Guild <laughs> of America, mm-hmm. um, and uh, became the. Um, the chairperson of the Women's Impact Network, which is, it's for Atlanta. It's a national group inside the Producers Guild that particularly concentrates on women, the advancement of women producers. Okay. So, um, uh, on the, the first annual Women in Production Summit was not actually intended to be ongoing. We invited, um, we invited uh, one of the leaders of PGA Women's Impact Network to come and speak with us. Great. And um, that's uh, Lydia Dean Pilcher, who has produced um, The Immortal Lives of Henrietta Lack and um, wow. Queen of Cotway and, you know, lots of movies of Eula Carp. She's amazing. And she's actually from Atlanta. So she came down to speak to us for an evening, and we wanted to have it open to all of the women in Atlanta who were in production. And we had been talking with uh, Fran Burst and other people who about how we have so many women's groups here. We have the PGA women. We have Film Fatales, of course, Women in Film Atlanta and Film and Television Atlanta, which is the first group, um, Black Women's Film Network. And now we have a new one, which is the Alliance of Women Directors. And so many of these groups 
didn't have enough overlap. We thought we really need to come together, get to know each other so we can hire each other and recommend mm-hmm. each other. So smart. So we had this uh, this first evening with Lydia Dean Pelcher, and we also invited local women to do a sort of mini TED Talk about confidence. Gotcha. And, you know, people, who, women who had accomplished some really amazing things here in Georgia and you know confidence was an issue that Lydia said we need to talk about we need to make sure that because it's huge there's this statistic and I hear different numbers but you know it's roughly you know that men only need to be you know men can be less than 50% confident they can do something they'll still step up and say I can do it and women have to be something like you know 98%, 98%, somewhere <laughs> yeah. between 75 and 98%, sure they can do it, and tend not to just take that leap. And I think that's changing. I really think that's changing. Um, but uh, it was something that Lydia said, that's that's the elephant in the room. We need to talk about that right. in this first thing. And yep. we had 10 amazing women give stories about being unsure, being, you know, nervous about taking a leap and doing it anyway right Mm -hmm. right and everybody well we had to drive people out of the building people were so excited all these women were so excited to meet each other and got so pumped up that we had to ask everybody to leave eventually okay Okay. (laughs) how many of these have you done how Uh, many of the summits we've done three okay so this upcoming in june 2019 is your Fourth annual. Do you have a date? We do. It oh, is Saturday. Okay. Saturday, June twenty second. Okay. Um, and uh, Teresa, I'm, we can't go to the beach. Then. That's right. <laughs> yeah. We're no going to the summit. Go, yeah. go to the beach right afterwards. Got that it. is what we I will. will do. I will lie on the beach after we it's will. all over. Well deserved. <laughs> <laughs> um, and and all of these groups participate. It's one day. It's, it's one, one day. day. Okay. It's an afternoon of. Um, conversation networking and speakers okay and um, we've had some amazing speakers and then we have a reception afterwards fun and Susan Moss and I did the uh, we're very instrumental in putting together the second one again there there's a dozen women in the center of this like a beehive and then we have other volunteers too so it's a big group pulling together. If there was something that you could see come into the summit that you haven't had yet, what would you want that to be? Well, this year, uh, what we want to do. <laughs> okay, I didn't, we didn't plan that question. No, okay. We did not. Um, our, our goal is to uh, help make Georgia the most diverse, women-friendly market in the country. And there's a lot of reasons we think that's achievable. Um, and one of them is we, a lot of times people say, <laughs> people say, you know, we, we're so far behind Hollywood and New York in being a market for generating our own content. We've always been location and provided actors and crew, but we have not been content generators. And um, that's usually seen as a negative, and it does have it does have its issues but one of the things that we don't carry is the baggage of this is the way things have always been done. I love that mm-hmm. I love that um, when you said you know we're lag behind in New York and LA and um, I, you know, New York isn't that friendly to women no as we know from thinking about Roger Ailes and Les Moonves and others um, it's not been friendly no, I mean, th- those two markets, um, and we love people 
in New York and sure. LA. There's a lot of good people there, but those two markets um, grew in a way that was pretty misogynist. Absolutely, and and also uh, very white. Yep. Not diverse, right. you know. And when those people came in power, they kept things that way for a pretty long time. Right. It's starting to break open, but we have the opportunity here in Georgia to build our content and our culture. Culture. A new culture. Absolutely. I love this idea. It's excellent. From the ground up as yeah. more women friendly and diverse. Yeah. And we already have fantastic diversity here and a very strong black community that is making films and television. So, you know, we've got we've got all the ingredients here to make it that way. And what we want to do now though is we do want to build more bridges between our market and the women and people of color in LA and New York and other places. So we're going to do that at the summit? Yes, that's our goal is to bring in some people from those other markets to speak with us people that we think would be great partners right because what we do lack here is a clear path to distribution we don't have a lot of local funding and investment we need more mm -hmm. um, and and they do have some lessons because they've had more experience than we have so you know we want we don't want these people to just jet in use this as a location and and mm -hmm. our crews and people and jet back out right, right. we want them to see us as Full on partners in everything, including content. So the people out there that want to desperately come to your summit, how do they find out when and where? Um, we have a, a Facebook page and we um, do an outreach from Atlanta Film Society, from all those five women's groups that we mentioned, mm -hmm. um, and the you know we notify the film office. We, you would be hard pressed not to hear of us but um, we do have a Facebook page our Facebook page is closed it's members only but if you are in the industry and you're um, and you want to join we will check your credentials and approve you okay we that's very important to us to keep our Facebook page um, the focus yep on um, industry integrity um, yes exactly okay. Okay. and we've had uh, we, we had to keep it closed because there were a few people that were more self-promoting and that kind of thing so mm -hmm. you know it's not about that it's about helping other women are Good you going to have a website that people can sign up at um we do have a website we always do an eventbrite mm -hmm. uh mm -hmm. page for people to buy tickets okay so that that's not out yet but it will be great and a couple of key points uh, what she talked about is great content and participation from another side of it we'd love to see some more sponsorship so that we, this is all done like on our dime we don't try to make money we try to cover cost um you know there is there's nobody supporting this organization other than us trying to produce an event at a super reasonable cost so that anybody can afford to come what is we, the mm -hmm. super reasonable cost in the past it has been 25 dollars uh oh, wow. in advance and 30 dollars at the door and it's a super, full day that's it's a full reasonable. day plus a reception with <laughs> food wow. and wow. wine and we want to keep the cost low because we want um we want below the line people who may not who may be starting their career exactly. to be able to come we want right. students to come mm -hmm. um we don't there's a lot of exclusive expensive events in this industry 
we don't want to be that. We want everybody to, to be able to come gotcha. and afford it. So we have had some great sponsors in the past, and we're going to be doing outreach for sponsorship very soon. Terrific. That's great. Yeah. That's a really And this good year point. I'm also looking forward to hopefully working more closely with the unions too, um, you know, so that it, it, because they have their own sort of women's committees and, and things like that and making sure we have it on the weekend so that people who are in production are able to attend because mm -hmm. Lord knows they get precious sleep anyway, you know, they don't want to give up the, and they're not available during the week because we are fortunate that it is a very busy market. So, And yeah. long hours. Yes. Mm -hmm. The glamorous world of production. Indeed. People just don't know. <laughs> if, you're on the, if, you're on, if you're in the business, you know. If you're, you're looking at it from the outside, it looks glamorous. Not to say that it's not fun and creative and exciting, but there's a lot of uh, hurry up and wait. Mm -hmm. Would um, a union like your union look at this, which is SAG-AFTRA, would a union like your union look at this kind of program as, as really valuable programming for its membership? We, because there are so many actors, performers, uh, you know, stunt people, singers, dancers who are also content, you know, producers, right. they, they're doing it on their own level or they have dreams of someday producing their own show. Um, in that way, we would look at it. I don't okay. look at it necessarily as actor driven, although I think actors benefit from it, obviously. Mm -hmm. But the content is it's women in production, which is sort of more focused on that aspect of it, you know, creating and developing, producing content, you know, getting it uh, distribution and things like that. But again, because it is inspirational and confidence building and networking, you know, the, there are benefits for actors as well. And it's not performers. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Got it. Suzanne, I know that you, you produce quite a few shows. Uh, what's some of the things you're working on right now? Uh, we do an ongoing series on PBS um, called EcoSense for Living, which is uh, a documentary-style show about environmental challenges. The very first television show I did was about environmental challenges, and it was on uh, Turner, Turner, actually Turner South. If you remember and what Turner was South. that called? It was called The Natural <laughs> South. Mm -hmm. Our, uh, we, we, it was a great, great fun to do. We did 20 do, 22 doc style shows uh, a season. Love. And um, we were very guerrilla. You know, we got to pick our topics and we were looking for issues where people were able to do something about it, you know, where they were actively working to you know, flip a problem that was happening in the in the environment. And we are doing that on EcoSense for a Living as well. Um, we're funded by uh, the Turner Foundation and great. a couple other foundations. So that's great. Um, I used to do a lot of uh, reality. It was the process reality. So working for HGTV and the Do It Yourself Network, um, we created and produced some shows for them. Uh, and that was great fun, but my heart is more inscripted. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is the, the time and the place to make that leap. So I have a, I've written a couple of feature films. I have a couple of feature film scripts. I have a hour long television pilot script and a half hour comedy that I wrote with my uh, producing partner on those, uh, those renovation shows that is about behind the scenes of a renovation show so oh my god <laughs> we have we have so I, much material I our, our that idea port has worked on a lot of those too mm -hmm. so he could definitely relate oh uh, yeah yeah port wilson is our 
He's our producer. He's uh, won a national our engineer. He's won a national Emmy for his work with HGTV. We love Port. That's Port. I know. He's very impressive, but he never wants to talk about it. He's humble. <laughs> so He's smiling now. Oh, good. <laughs> he might be blushing, but it's hard to say. I know. He always yells at me afterwards. He's like, don't embarrass me. <laughs> Too bad. Too so, bad. Susan, why don't you tell us a little bit about going to uh, some of the sets that you go to? Wow. I mean, every day is it's different. Um and that you know it just it, it all depends on the content we've got a lot of stunt driven shows here um so sag after gets to support a lot of you know the stunt work that's done try to um support the stunt coordinators and making sure they're getting what they need from production to keep things safe and um you know that they control the environment um the stunt performers are amazing they're so tough and so talented mm. um and that's been an area where we've seen a lot of growth we actually have some female stunt coordinators i've been privileged to see on things from marvel down to our local shows awesome um yep yeah. and um you know the diversity even in there where the stunt community is making a concerted effort uh, encouraged by sag after to cast doubles to uh, match the gender and ethnicity of the character they're playing. So right. that get, that gives, you know, some more diversity in the stunt community. You know, women uh, doubling women and uh, Asians doubling Asians, you know. So that, that helps to increase opportunities for a more diverse stunt community. So and that's not the norm. It, it wasn't necessarily. <laughs> it was one of that's those so things that... Um, you know, they would say for safety reasons only, you know, so they'd put men in wigs or, right. you know, yeah, white, white people with, you know, darker makeup, paint downs. And, and Wonder shoot Woman them from had a away. man. <laughs> yeah. Just like Wait. Shakespeare. Wonder, yeah. Woman had a man. Wonder Woman had a man stunt double and he looked so manly. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's really hard to find Linda Carter's waist on a man, you know, no. um, <laughs> without exactly. this big broad shoulders. So. Or her. <laughs> You'd never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Most um, people are seen from her bosom. Yeah, that's a good. Thank you, Teresa. <laughs> you want to keep this PG thirteen. <laughs> and uh, you know, so so there's that. Just and then there's you know the smaller shows that are intimate and have you know just a few cast members, um, but they're doing really you know good storytelling. I love mm -hmm. that. Um, I have a but, question for yes, you because it's bugging me. Um, field services. Mm -hmm. So when you go out. Um, um, as the uh, representative for field services, mm -hmm. what do you do? What is your well? Because we have the Atlanta own? local here, you know that Melissa Goodman is our executive director, and mm -hmm. Allison Wise is assistant executive director, and we have a business representative now, Ruth Paul. Um, who had, I mean, there's like 65 years of union experience in this office. They're That's phenomenal. Fantastic. They, they have the information to, you know, assist productions and keep them on track and help performers file claims. But it's going, we are not like a union that has a shop steward. You know, the yeah. other unions have somebody on set every day that if there's a problem, they can go to their shop steward and that person will work with production and with, you know, the union to come to an agreement on what needs to happen or if there's a grievance anything like that keep track of meal penalties and grace periods and stuff like that we don't have that i mean right. i'm not we can't ask our number one to be a shop steward you know mm -hmm. they're on set every day but you know that's not what they're there for so the only way that we really can get a sense of what's going on on set with our performers is that we show up 
you know, that we are there on days when uh, there's some big stunt sequence or, you know, we're there when you've got 25 cast members and 300 background. You know? Are you welcomed? Generally, yeah. Yeah, I mean, we. our job is not to interfere in any way with production. We right. try very hard to make sure that what I'm doing is not affecting production at all other okay. than checking in with the second AD to say, anybody in base camp, any, everybody on set, you know, things like that. We check in with the set medic to make sure there have been no performer injuries. So, I mean, yes, we're welcome. Sometimes, you know, we'll get pushed back on if we want to pursue a particular point that's not being adhered to in the CBA, you know. What's Nobody this? likes to, the, the collective the bargain, collective bargaining agreement. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to ask because I don't know what they mean. I honestly no. don't know. So I know. I'm this is like you know, the military <laughs> some days where you just got so many acronyms. Just got the WIFTA and the CBA. Yeah, I know. We just throw all this stuff yeah. around. But, you know, I mean, we're there to help them uh, adhere to the agreements. And, you know, if we see something, then... You know, we make suggestions. Sometimes it's got to work its way up through labor relations. But whatever we do, we're, we're do very hard not to affect production. If there's a safety issue, that might change their plan for the day. Um, we do ask questions around safety and environment and things like that. Most of the time, I, I can't think of any time when I've had to tell them they can't do something. Okay. They just realize, mm -hmm. yeah, we may not have the they information we need. They don't want anything to. bad to yeah. happen. Yeah. No. you want Susan on your set. I mean, yeah. you, I do. you want somebody want to there. keep you from making a mistake. I'm glad she's here today. Yeah, me oh. too. Thanks, me too. Have birthday. you ever charged a really gorgeous actor like Thor when you've gone on set? No, I mean, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Gonna, I'm going to tell just, on myself okay, a little yes, bit please. because I have to, I, I have to be super professional, nugget. even when I meet like my idols and my heroes. Like honestly. who? Who? Well, it, it, give it up. Most of the people who come to Atlanta <laughs> to film stuff, I do get to meet, give them my card, and say, "Hey, we're here to support you." Because it's true. Even our A-listers, right. like we want them to know we're here. You know, and I hate that term. I should have said like number ones. You know, mm -hmm. want them to know that we are here to support them. Right. Um, Back in my acting days, we I was in a production of Steel Magnolias. So I have to say, yesterday, giving that. my card to Shirley MacLaine, and I don't name drop, oh. I was a little bit like, <laughs> you know. She is amazing. Yeah. I would be the same way. And charming. She's so charming. Yeah. So, yes, I did my little spiel. Um, but there was a part of me, you know, just dancing up and down. Going, of course. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. But I was professional. If my bosses are listening, I was totally professional. <laughs> No autographs, no selfies, nothing like that. Mm -hmm. But, you know. That's, that's fantastic. She's yes. Weezer, for God's sake. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Will anybody else? I'm, you know, I've met a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to stick at it like that so I don't come across as a fangirl who has a really great you job. You do have a great job. I do. I yeah. do. Definitely. I do. But then, I mean, I'm, you know, just to steer it back, like meeting Lydia Dean Pilcher, you know, when that first year, and, and Lydia stayed very active with the Women in Production Summit. I think we have a soft space in her heart. Um, you know, like meeting her, and and the thing about Lydia and the other women who have done this summit is that they are so interested in sharing what they've learned along their path, and this happened with WIFTA too, whenever we'd have special guest speakers. You know, the, the generosity of the women who you know, or blazing trails or, mm -hmm. you know, but having success, that's really gratifying, mm -hmm. you know, to see them be willing to come back and It's so share. against all the myth right. about women fighting all the time. Oh, I know. Mm -hmm. I know. Yeah. It's, it's, 
women have the ability to collaborate uh, in really meaningful ways mm -hmm. in mentoring as well as just in in production in the work itself I, I mean okay Angela Gomes she's a local she's been an AD she's directing a lot now I've seen her on you know two different episodics in the past few weeks and I stopped by one that she's working on right now and during lunch she was working with the AD to talk about like what she could do to help her take steps to become a director too. Like what she needed to be thinking about as she's working on her days and development and prep work. I mean, this was during Angela's lunch. She's got a really busy day. That woman probably could use a little bit of a break and some time to herself, but that's not what she was doing. And she wasn't, I mean, I was standing up on a balcony. She didn't even know I was watching. And I'm like, look at her, look at what she's doing right now on yeah. her own time. So mm -hmm. she's awesome. It's so what, great to hear. It, it really is. And I think it's another distinction we have in this market because I think in Georgia, we go out of our way to help each other. And there are women that I met when, you know, when I showed up in Atlanta, I, I grew up in Savannah. When I came here for my second job, um, I was hired by a woman. Her name was Hoodie Troutman. She has since passed, but she, uh, very first, my very first day, she said, "You're going to a women in film meeting with me." Oh wow! And mm. she took me, and I was amazed. I'd never seen so many women in my industry. Yeah, you know, so many powerful, smart women there. You know, and it was an election, and um, I, I just, I was blown away, and I thought, "This is, I've, I've found a home," and there are women that I met from first walking in through my years as president, all of those things, they're still, I can pick up the phone. Right. I can ask them anything. Uh, I don't think any of us keep trade secrets from each other or, you know, if you need something, if you, it, it's great to be able to pick up the phone and call another producer and say, hey, the person or the company I usually work with is not available. I'm in a bind. and the women come through every mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm. It sounds like Hoodie Troutman was a mentor. She was a wonderful mentor. How did she mentor you? Because I think mentorship is really important and it's really important for women in all areas of, of business. Um, but it seems like the women mentors might be a little bit thinner here because there aren't just, there just aren't as many women in these higher level positions so you just can't, you know, have as many. Yeah, I, I do think that's changing, but I, I think you're absolutely right. And and um, I came, my very first job was in Savannah in local news. And I, I love was, Savannah. I, it was at WSAV and I was the only woman. WSAV. Yes. Got it. Only woman on the crew. And the guys were great. They let me, you know, I, I was able to learn audio. I was able to run, you know, character generation. I was on a camera, which is funny because I'm not a big person. The studio cameras, I basically had to take a running start to get it moving. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> but, you know, they, I was, they were nice. They were very nice to me. They were very welcoming. Um, but it still was a bunch of guys. Yeah. And when Hoodie hired me, she was the first woman that was in my profession that I had met. I mean, even wow. going to school, all of my professors except one screenwriting professor were men. So um, 
she really took me under her wing. She had a very tough style. She was very, uh, she was pretty blunt. When she interviewed me, she asked me how much sleep I needed, which should have been a big clue. <laughs> oh I was not going to get any. But, um, you know, she demanded perfection and she was very tough, but she also shared with me, uh, she, she welcomed having another woman that she could share all of her information with. Absolutely. And we still, I was still the only, I mean, she was my boss, but practically everybody else on any of the crews we worked on were all guys. Right. And my style has evolved to be very different from what hers was, but I still take a lot of what she gave me and have made it, you know, worked it into my own style. That's great. I can totally relate to that. I was the first woman at uh, the ABC affiliate in Little Rock, Arkansas. Mm -hmm. and it was me and the guys. And we were on the road shooting the Razorbacks. Hello. Yeah. Hello. So, totally relates. I love Teresa's well, stories it, about that. And they're mm -hmm. awesome. In one of my past jobs, I got this really, it's, it's a fascinating resume that came together for the job in SAG after. But one of the things I did was contract compliance for NASCAR. And you wanted <laughs> oh, to Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah, that was me and the boys. You yeah. got some stories. Yeah, um, but I mean, at the same time, uh, it's sort of what you're saying. I mean, they were welcoming in that if you did the job and comported yourself as a professional. Yeah, you know, it, it wasn't a problem. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, a funny story, and you'll appreciate this because at WSAV, they were there had been a woman right. on the crew. I wasn't the first one, and she had left. But she was an actor, mm -hmm. um, and she had done a lot of you know local TV. They do a lot of their own commercials, and she'd been the voice for Belk and all these different things. And um, she had a great voice, and she was an actor. And But when I came in, it was like, oh, you're the new woman. Now you're going to do the belt commercials and they just figured I had all <laughs> the same as a woman I had all the same skills that she had oh my god um and that I remember the sales guy I mean I you know I I did the best I could but I also had my you know I had my 21 year old voice too I didn't have this sultry wonderful voice that she had and so I come out of the booth and the sales guy was like you don't really sound like oh my god I've forgotten her name I think it was uh, Carmen but he said you don't really yeah could you could you sound more like her and I was like uh, <laughs> could you smoke a pack of cigarettes real quick <laughs> Yeah, that, yeah, that's interesting. I got that's rotated out of that part of the job fairly quickly, which was fine with me. So, what made you come to Atlanta? Um, at at WSAV, I could see that every all the positions that I might aspire to were taken and would be for a while. There was not going to be any any advancement for me. Okay, and um, and I and they started talking to me about being on air talent. Uh, a reporter okay and I didn't want to be I wanted to work behind the scenes um, and they you know they kept bugging me about that and I thought I got to get out of here because this is gonna if I want to advance I'm gonna be forced into this path that I don't want to take I think this is a really great tip for women to listen very closely to because you had to assess where you were um, you had to determine your ambition and then you had to take a risk. And she had to be bold. Absolutely. No. Mm -hmm. And another good tip is I had started reaching out to Hoodie 
before I ever even graduated. Now, where was Hoodie working? She where was, was working at job? a production company called Jack Morton Productions, okay. which was national. They had different offices all over the country. I can't remember how I found her, but you know, I was actively looking for you know for a job anywhere, obviously. But but I was working harder to find a woman mentor. That's so great. And and I I went to see her before I left University of Georgia. That's where I went. And uh, <laughs> shout out. And uh, and and she said I don't have anything for you right now, but keep in touch. And I took that to heart. I mean I would, you know I that was would call so smart. Her. That was so smart. Yeah. Yep. So yep. I'd call her. I'd send her little notes. Let her know what you were working on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so good. Yeah, and after I'd been at, at WSAV for a year, pay attention, ladies. Yeah, when I reached out to her again, she said, "I think I, I got something for you. Come up, you know, wow. come up, doing it. Let's do a full-on interview." Yep. Yeah. Very good. That's great. Very, very good. So well, good. What do we got here now, my dear? I think we got a great podcast. I think we do too. <laughs> I think we do too. So I'm gonna I'm gonna take the helm here and, and just say thank you to Susan Satterfield and thank you to Susan Moss. We have Susan Squared. We have <laughs> maybe that's what we'll call this podcast. Susan, Susan Times Two. Yes, yes. Um, and we're gonna be looking forward to the uh, women's entertainment. No, women, women in production. Women in production summit. Okay, women in production summit. W I P S. Yes. <laughs> June twenty second. Mm -hmm. Yes. Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, so, ladies, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. this yes. Love. Great podcast. We thank you so much. We really are happy to be here. And uh, Port, I think we're done. We're gonna wrap it up. And we are out. <laughs>